Alright guys, welcome back. Another episode of the Morning Skate. This is episode 153. Uh, we got Ketter here. I'm your host. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm here with Hal. Hal, what's up, buddy? Good, dude. Uh, just another another week in paradise, right? I think this is our second attempt at an intro. Yep. Uh, mentions the dog days of summer, so it's a good weekend. Yeah, it was. We had a nice boat day yesterday. Went out with a uh, crew of people there on my softball team, so that was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> caught some rays, ate a ton of hot dogs. There was one point I was in the middle of the lake. It was like ninety. Sunny water was fucking warm. Miller lights were cold. I'm eating a hot dog, and I look up, and I'm like, this is what life's about. I wish every day was like this. Yeah. No, I agree with that completely. Um, I took, like, a three-and-a-half-hour nap. Like, on, I didn't wake up once on the beach today. Um, that felt great, dude, just to, like, some nice R&R. Yeah. I'd agree. I mean, it was, like – it was like the perfect summer weekend, like good weather, and it was an excuse to drink. Um, uh, it's a week from having a week off of work, so like I have something to live for and to strive for. Yes. Uh, that just kind of puts a little extra like juice and like pep in your step. We got five more miles, dude. Five days, five more miles. And you nailed it with R&R. Uh, BizDev, he's out this podcast. I think he's still getting a little bit more R&R. Good for him. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back on. But, uh, yeah, so I think that's kind of where we're at right now. I, we've gotten some feedback. Uh, we're not going to talk for four minutes about uh, shaving our, our balls. So we're just going to tell you, guys, if you guys want to trim them up down there, go to manscaped.com, use the promo code TMS. Uh, it saves you 20% and you get free shipping. It's legit. Do you want to talk about it at all, Hal? I mean, I'll go really quick. I think, I think in this business – this product uh, that we have, the Manscaped, there's two things that are important. One, safety. Two, performance. Safety first. Everybody knows that. It's safe. You know, it's an area you worry about. You don't have to worry about it. It's kind of nice knowing that, like, someone who can barely tie their shoes like myself can use it. Yep. And then, two, it does the job. So, it does the job, and it's worry-free, and that's what it's all about. It's, 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 uh, it's a game-changer. And, again, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this. So, head over to Manscaped TMS. That's the promo code, 20% off free shipping. You guys won't regret it, promise. That's, that's a Ked promise. I, I don't, have I done a promise on the pod yet? You've probably promised a lot of things, but I would, I would be more curious about your track record and like the overall success of your promises. Yeah, and you want to know what? If I can't remember if I promised anything, that probably means that my promises didn't go through or I hadn't done it yet. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Take that with a grain of salt, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so we have a ton of things to talk about. We got – hockey is coming up this week i cannot wait dude it's gonna be the real deal so let's just hop in nhl in the news play the music All right, NHL in the news time. Again, we have uh, we got some cool stuff to talk about this week. First one, John Chica has quit. This is this is a statement that Arizona Coyotes put out. John Chica has quit as a general manager and president of hockey operations of the Arizona Coyotes. The club is disappointed in his actions and his timing as the Coyotes prepare to enter the NHL's hub city of Edmonton, where the team will begin postseason play for the first time since 2012. 
Chica has chosen to quit on a strong and competitive team, a dedicated staff, and the Arizona Coyote fans, the greatest fans in the NHL. The club is moving forward and has named Steve Sullivan as interim general manager, and he has the full support of the entire organization, including team ownership, executive leadership, players, and coaches. Um, there's just some things that kind of other, – other thoughts that come from this. AZ Coyote inter, Insider said, the source said it was Chuck's idea for president and CEO Xavier uh, – I don't know how to say that last name – and others to speak to agents and, and to take some of the business Chica would normally control because Chica felt conflicted about doing work when he didn't want to work for the organization anymore. The idea that Chica wasn't invited to a dinner meeting with Taylor Hall is a lie, the source said. So, I mean, essentially, I, there's this narrative that members of this organization started to take job functions away from John, like talking to players and agents, but the reality is John abandoned the organization, the source said. This is a dash one for analytical nerds everywhere. I think that we remember back in the day, everybody's so happy because it's the same coaching carousel. You can't hire the same people. We finally got this new hip young guy taking over Arizona. He knows how to do a spreadsheet. He is going to TI-83 all over the place, and people are going to love it. And he just he just ups and quits on his team. I think that says a lot about his character. What do you think? Yeah, dude. I mean, like, to me it's weird too because John – Chica, like when I think analytics, and this is probably wrong, a lot of times I kind of correlate it almost to like money ball shit where they're like pulling obscure players or like, do you know what I mean? Like they're kind of doing weird things to be successful. Like John Chica traded for Taylor Hall. Like he signed to old Phil Kessel. He took Barrett Hayden, which I mean could still pan out, but I mean behind him was Zadina and Quinn Hughes. <coughs> Like, he didn't really do anything that successful. And it sounds like he possibly wanted another job. And, like, I don't know. I don't I don't hate the guy for maybe wanting to get a different opportunity. But to, like, completely quit is kind of fucked. And if I was the organization that was asking for the right to interview with him, I wouldn't want him anymore. Like, this, this screams, I didn't get my own way, so I'm taking my ball and going home. Right. right. Yeah, I think so. And, like, he released a statement where he basically blamed ownership for saying that they didn't make it – they didn't allow him to do what he needed to do for the organization. And, like, obviously there's two sides to every story, I guess. But it just seems weird that this just happened uh, – this just happened right before playoffs. And then the whole Taylor Hall thing, too. Like, they traded away so much for Taylor Hall. And now are they going to sign him? Like, like, it seems like you would probably want – a general manager that's been there the whole season to be taking care of that. Well, what's weird about it is this, the Taylor hall having dinner with ownership thing came out, I think it was last week or the week before. And it was noted that Trika wasn't there. And I think the, what people thought was like, they kind of excluded him. But I also read somewhere that it said like, you're an idiot. If you think Arizona didn't invite the general manager to go to dinner with Taylor hall and the owner. So, and then I heard other things that Chika said he wanted to explore other different professional opportunities, but there's a lot of, a lot of people saying those professional opportunities, it's not, it's not like unrelated to hockey. Like it's still NHL type stuff. So it's like, it's a bunch of, he said, she said, bullshit, dude. Shout out. Well, who sings that bunch of, he said, she said, is that Limp Biscuit? I don't know, man. Nailed that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, this plays right into his character, dude. Like can't grit it out. Can't, you know. I don't know. If I, was a, if I was a Coyotes fan or anybody around that organization, I'd be like, this guy has a huge dump in his pants. And I think you're right. I think it ho- – not hopefully, but, like, if I was a NHL team looking to hire GM, am I really going to want to hire one that 
just quits like a week before the playoffs start? Right. Or do you want someone who's like more focused on your, your team than their personal like gains? You know what I mean? Like, obviously you want the people that work for you to succeed and like want to have goals and shit, but you don't want them to always put that in front of your team, especially like when you have some of the biggest decisions. And like, and like, I feel like people in the NHL, like they, they'll always say, Oh, my team's going to win. But I feel like there's some realism to it too. This guy literally only had to wait probably another two weeks before the Coyotes didn't have to play hockey anymore. <laughs> yeah, you were pretty close, dude. Like, just kind of, like, rough it out. You're right. Like, the Coyotes, like, I think some people think they're, like, a, like a sneaky pick. But, like, at the end of the day, I, I guess it goes on Darcy Kemper's shoulders. Like, if he stands tall. Like, I, like are you really saying Darcy Kemper's going to, like, win the cup for the Coyotes? I don't know about any of that and why I'm rambling about that. But I think, just to go back, my final point is I, I honestly think that this comes down to either John Chaika or the Coyotes' ownership. One of one side didn't want to sign Hall and one did, likely. Like, I feel like that kind of makes sense. Like, it's a pretty big decision. I don't know which side would be which, but it seems like there's probably a disagreement on there. Just a wild move. This is like literally dropping out of high school like two weeks before graduation. Yeah. <laughs> literally what it is. Right. And then you make it like everyone knows that. Like, and then instead of like, instead of your resume being like you quit on your team, it's like you left at the end of the year. Like there's a big difference. And and I'm glad that you just said that because the people talked about this on Reddit and I think that they're correct. Like most of the time a GM or somebody like quits their job, it's like they, they've resigned. We wish them good luck in their future endeavors kind of thing. This, this is was straight up. John Chaika has quit as the general manager. The club is disappointed in his actions. Uh, Chaika has chosen to quit on a strong and competitive team of dedicated staff and the Arizona Coyote fans, the greatest fans of the NHL. So whoever wrote that PR is very mad at John Chaika. Yeah, 100%. Although greatest fans in the NHL is a little bit of a stretch. Um, but you got you to feel for the Coyote fans, though, at the end of the day. Just and it's been 12 years since they've been in the playoffs, and then they're like, "Holy shit, we're going!" And you had COVID, you had this whole thing. People still aren't sure that hockey's going to happen. We finally get there, and John Trika, right before the finish line, says, "I don't want to play anymore." Incredible! You love to see it. 2020. Uh, moving on. Seattle. They came out. They're the Kraken, dude. I kind of called this. I think a long ass time ago. Pat myself on the back. Uh, here's a couple things that have to do with this story. The Kraken sold over 50% more merch than the Golden Knights did for the same 24-hour period following both teams' branding reveal. I remember when Seattle was, like, a potential destination, it was huge. Like, I think they said that they sold out, like, almost immediately. Uh, the Seattle Kraken will invest 100% of net proceeds for team apparel into the community, partnering with youth care to end youth homelessness, along with other nonprofits serving the underserved black, indigenous, and people of color in the greater Seattle region. Um, let's see here. I thought this was kind of crazy. So one of the names was the Seattle Sockeyes that they were talking about. I think there's this uh, lady called Jamie Davenport who writes adult novels, pretty much just like hockey players, like banging, just doing it. And it's called the Seattle Sockeyes. So I don't think that they could have actually used the, uh, the name because it says lawyer for Jamie Davenport, author of Seattle Sockeyes book series in Davenport. Never heard from the NHL or Seattle. Notified both in December 18 of trademark of Seattle Sockeyes for fiction eBooks. And Sockeyes apparently was one of the finalists. So I think it's kind of funny that they couldn't name their NHL team the Sockeyes because somebody was writing horny books about them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, dude. I um, I have like a – so that horny thing's hilarious. I, I just don't know if I like 
the jerseys as much as everybody else. I feel like people think I'm just being an asshole. Um, they're clean. Is that it. And here's the difference. Yeah, I guess, but I don't think they're that clean. I, the difference between me and you is I do not like baby blue and red, and apparently you are a fan of that. I just think – I think there's – Watch Little League World Series for me one time and tell me that those kids don't shine in baby blue and red. I guess, dude, but there's another team in the Western Conference that has light blue, blue, and red, and it's the Jets. Like, red – Red and blue is, like, the most used color for a good reason. It's a great combo in the league, like, if you look at organizations. And I just feel like with Seattle, if you look at their WHL team, what is it, like the Thunderbirds or whatever, and then you look at the Seahawks, the Mariners, um, like, all of those teams, a lot of them have, like, the green or, like, some green. I don't know. I just felt like it was a cool opportunity, like, for that area. I, the jerseys still aren't that bad, though. If I was a Seattle fan, I would be happy with them. I, I just, think they're kind of. I think they're kind of cool. I think they're clean. I don't mind the colors. However, it would have been pretty sweet to see like a, like a Seattle SuperSonics type, color setup with them, right? Like with like the very very like neon green and yellow, kind of would have been cool. Um, but I, I don't know. I I don't hate them. I gave them a seven point eight out of ten, and I think that's pretty damn good because normally the NHL fucks it up. Oh yeah, no, I agree with that, and I also think. Uh, I think they're better than what Vegas has. I don't think Vegas is like has the worst jerseys in the league either, but I think I prefer these over to, than Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, uh, I, I've, I would wear one of their hats and stuff. Like, I think that their apparel is going to end up being pretty sick. Yeah. What do they do for uh, mascot? I don't know. Isn't it? Is what is a kraken? Isn't a kraken just like a squid? I think it's like an uh, underwater monster. Yeah, but I think it looks like an octopus or a squid or something. So, like, I mean, if I was the Kraken, I'd probably just have a, a Kraken running around there. No, like, that could be kind of electric if you put that thing on, like, skates. Yeah, and also, this guy talked about the one weird-looking dude from Pirates of the Caribbean. That would be a pretty cool mascot. Yeah, but I think I think if you're Seattle, though, you really have to look like Gritty, Gritty kind of changed the game in the mascot world. And you have an opportunity to unveil a mascot, like the next new mascot after Gritty, and like you can't miss. They should unveil it. The mascot should have a T-shirt on that says "Gritty sucks." <laughs> yeah, dude, just immediately goes after Gritty. Like I, I think that would be the correct move. Just you imagine? Yeah, like move over Gritty, or there's like a video of him like punching Gritty in the face. I mean, I could, I could possibly get behind that beef. I'd probably still side with Gritty, but like if we could get some mascot animosity going that'd be awesome or like a fake video of like gritty being 13 years old and like the seattle mascot just bodying him and be like this is where this is where he learned daddy taught him well <laughs> i don't know something interesting i, I think it's kind of cool it's gonna be weird to see who ends up being on the team and stuff but um jack drury i didn't write this so i'm assuming you wrote this oh yeah this is really quick i just wanted your opinion on this jack drury he was like a second round pick of the hurricanes a couple years ago uh he led second on Harvard in points this last year. Uh, pretty good hockey player. Ivy League schools already said they're closing down. The, he doesn't think he's ready for the NHL. And I guess there's, like, still some shit going on where people don't know what's going to happen with the AHL. So he signed in Sweden. Uh, he's leaving college and he's going to Sweden. I think it makes sense. I just wanted your opinion. Like, if you had a college kid who made this choice for next year, you'd be happy, right, that you want to go play pros overseas? 1,000%, dude. If I had any sort of kid, regardless of, like, if they were good at hockey or sports, I wouldn't be sending them to school. You're going to be spending $50,000 for them to take online classes. That's the biggest ripoff I've ever seen in my life. 
Well, I don't think any of these kids are. I'm just saying, like in general, like if I had to, if I had a kid that was going to college this year, I'd be like, well, you're not going to college anymore. Go like go deliver pizzas for a year, save up some money. <laughs> but uh, I I I think this is cool. I Austin Matthews kind of set the the tone right when he went over to I think it was Switzerland, and now you have Drury going over to Sweden. I don't hate it at all. I think that'll be good for his development. If you're not going to play hockey this year and you don't think that you're ready for the NHL, what else is there to do? Go over there, play with some adults, and why are you laughing? No, I was just, just going to say, I mean, he had two options. Either go over to Sweden and play hockey or stay home and deliver pizza. <laughs> yeah, and he went to Harvard, so he's not delivering pizza. <laughs> so I think he nailed it. Yeah, that's all I had on that. A um, couple Blackhawks news. Uh, told that goalie Corey Crawford, who has not been yet a participant in the Blackhawks camp, is in fact on the 31-player list submitted on Friday. Also, Brent Seabrook just recently came out, and he's not going – to the hub I think he's still rehabbing his shoulder and he wants to be a 100% ready to go for next year uh, I don't know I don't do you have anything on that just like quick update no not really dude I mean I have the I have a terrible take like I don't like I never thought Corey Crawford was that good but like he's like been the star goalie of a dynasty after anti Niemi left like so it's kind of hard to hate on him but like do you think, like, Corey Crawford's jersey would get retired by the Blackhawks or no? He's, like, an all-star. He's won cups. That's a hell of a question. Um... The only issue I think I have with that is, like, in front of him you have Kane, Taze, and Keith are all 100% going to have their jerseys retired. When you think when you think of a Chicago Blackhawks goalie, who do you think? Corey Crawford. That's your, that's your number one person, you think? Or maybe, like – yeah, pretty much, dude. And Belfour? Wasn't he on the Hawks? Yeah, Belfour. I think Dominic Hasek started his career there. A lot of goalies yeah. start their career there. I think Heavy Bullen maybe played there. I could be wrong on that, so, too. Yeah, so I guess maybe. I, I'm i going to actually look this up really quick and see, because I thought Ed Belfour was like a fucking staple for the Blackhawks, but maybe he wasn't. I'm sure he was. But even if – so even if Ed Belfour was, like Ed Belfour didn't win his Stanley Cup with the Blackhawks. You know what I mean? No, but he played – from age 23 to, to 30. So, in terms of that, I mean. Yeah. He's probably their greatest goalie ever. I would, I mean, I uh, would. Uh, you're, you're right, dude. Corey Crawford's got the cups. I don't know. if you And I doubt that they, I don't know, jersey retirement-wise. Yeah, Corey Crawford, you're probably going to end up retiring his number. You're probably going to retire his number. But you're right, dude. So, what are you going to do? Are you going to retire Taves, Kane, Seabrook, Keith, and Crawford? Are you so gonna- I think, like, I think Taves, Kane, and Keith get their jerseys retired pretty quick. I think, like. Crawford or like a guy like Seabrook probably has to wait like till they're like 65, 70. You know how there's always those random ones sprinkled in? Yeah. You can't retire all the guys at the same time. So maybe they're like end of the road retirements. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting thoughts. I didn't think that we were going to go down this way, but we did. And I appreciate it. Uh, moving on. I, this is again, really quick, but awesome. John Tortorella just stopped practice 15 seconds into the first drill. He brought everybody together, let loose with an explicit, explicit, ex- Expletive? How do I say that? Expletive. Expletive-filled rant and started practice over again. He wasn't pleased after practice on Monday and couldn't have been happy with Tuesday's scrimmage. I think the Blue Jackets are going to be a problem in the playoffs, dude. <laughs> if there's if there's any coach in the NHL that has their team ready to fucking go to war and play in the playoffs, I think it would be John Tortorella and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Do you agree with that? So the one the one thing I'll say on that, and I, and I kind of do in a sense, because we I've been talking a lot about, like, the crowd and how that plays a factor. And obviously, playoff atmosphere is huge. I think if you're on the Blue Jackets, like, you're still pumped up because, like, your coach is, like, screaming behind the bench. Like, you, 
Like, you're not going to lose any of that intensity. Exactly. Um, Dude, nailed it. You're still going to have that fucking intensity with John Tortorella behind you screaming at you. Rather than a coach that's just lackadaisical and lets him kind of do what you want, like, Torts is going to be in your fucking face. So, like, yeah, I, I agree. And I think I picked Toronto to win this series. But it, ultimately, it's funny because it's, like, it's the two opposites. It's the not-skilled team with heart versus the unbelievably skilled team that people say just can't, like, put it together and doesn't always try and doesn't bang bodies. And, like, saw what the Blue Jackets did last year, and it seems like Torts is up to his old shit. So I think it'll be a good series too, dude. I don't know if they'll be able to do it, but, like, if you're a Blue Jackets fan, I'd be jacked up. Other, other than the Rangers series, I think that's the series that I'm most interested in watching. Yeah. You know what, too, I was just thinking about is um, when it comes to the Blue Jackets, like, and John Tortorella – Torts is a good coach and like he's kind of old school and like I think sometimes sometimes he gets stuck in his ways a little bit and it holds him back Um, I'm not saying he's a perfect coach but I think he's just better in like a smaller market because like in a market like New York City you're expected to win championships and then a market in Columbus when you're a fan you have to be realistic and realize like you got to draft your own guys like not a lot of free agents are going to come there like you don't have all the money in the world and like Torts is a guy that can make your fan base believe like no matter what. So I just think those guys are going to be ready to go through a wall as soon as that puck's dropped. Hundred percent. Um, here's one. Oh yeah, so McNiven, uh, Thunder goalie. They call him Lights Out in in Glens Falls. Uh, took a head high slap shot from Shea Weber uh, in practice. Did you get to see the video? Yeah, I did. What People a dick, aren't they? Well, dude, what a dick. He literally walked into the top of the slot and fucking rang a slap shot off that guy's helmet, like. Yeah, so my only thing – I don't think I ever blasted a goalie in the head with a slap shot. So, like, maybe I'm not defending him correctly. But my thing is, like, I never – I shoot, like, low and at pads and warm-ups. But, like, in practice, I don't really give a shit. Like, you need to get your shots off in practice, no? Like, if you're not, like, shooting to score in practice, then what are you doing? I think practice should be as game situational as possible. I think defensemen can take slap shots from the point and maybe like one goes high, it tips because that's where you're going to be shooting the puck. I don't think you need Shea Weber taking a one-touch pass, cruising to the middle of the slot and fucking humming a high hard one. I would have been so fucking unbelievably pissed off if I was that goalie that just ate that puck by the captain of the Canadians. Yeah, I mean, I guess, dude. At the same time, though, like, I think McNiven's probably their fourth goalie there. Like, Lights out, McNiven. Lights out. Lights out, McNiven. I mean, he probably uh, – he's probably just happy to be there, dude. Like, if I was lights out, McNiven, like, at least I have a memory now. That's a story you're going to tell. Like, even if you don't ever get in an NHL game, he hasn't yet. Like, he's mostly been in the East Coast. You got that story. Yeah, man, lights out. <laughs> you should start selling lights out McNiven shirts around Glens Falls. Lights out McNiven. Uh, this is this is kind of funny. The Oilers Entertainment Group plans to open a drive-in and outdoor venue, uh, which would include a beer garden or tent on the grounds of the casino in the corner. So essentially, they're having a uh, drive-through beer place to watch hockey in Edmonton. How how cool would that be to go to that? Yeah, that would be great. So my only thing on this, I think you're actually going to agree with this too. Uh, if I was like with all, maybe if I was with all my friends, I would like definitely go, but I wouldn't, you, I wouldn't go to the beer tent for like Bruins games. Like it would be the other games 
I guess what I just I want to go to a Rangers game, but all the other hockey games I go blackout. When I just thought about it at the same time, you could just go for all the other games and it's an excuse to watch all the other hockey games. So I mean that's a pretty cool idea. I don't maybe that's like the future of sports bars, like I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty successful model. I get why they're doing it in Edmonton, but I'm pretty sure that would be successful no matter what town you put it in. Sick. That would be so cool just to go to a drive in and watch sports and just get blasted. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm about it. You should start that, dude. There's got to be an old drive-in. We could just, like, run it out for a month. You used to write blogs about drive-ins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, like, the last story, NHL in the news-wise, uh, we have the awards or the nominees for the awards, so let's just kind of run through these really quick. Uh, the Ted Lindsay Award, awarded to NHL's Outstanding Player, selected by members of the NHLPA. So this is kind of like a popularity thing. Leon Dreisaitl, Nathan McKinnon, Artemi Panarin. Um, who do you – probably McKinnon. Yeah, I think I picked McKinnon. It would have been smart of us. We literally did, like, an award podcast with all of our bloggers, and I, I can't recall it. <laughs> Wait, what? You don't remember? We did a podcast predicting all these awards, like, two months ago. That's how long quarantine's been. I don't remember that. Everybody, like, all the bloggers were on it. I remember that podcast. That was the same podcast. Damn, bro. <laughs> uh, so are you picking McKinnon? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> Calder Trophy. Uh, I, don't care. I just don't care that much about the awards. I just want to watch hockey. Uh, Calder, I still say Cal McCarr. I feel like Quinn, Quinn Hughes had a longer season. I just thought if Cal McCarr didn't get injured, like from the moment Cal McCarr uh, joined the abs in the playoffs in the first round last year to like up until he got injured. I thought he was like arguably the most electric player in hockey. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go Cal McCarr. Although I think if Quinn Hughes wins, that makes sense. Uh, same. Literally wouldn't change anything about what you just said. Other than the fact that Adam Fox not being on here is ridiculous. Um, Jack Adams award. This is NHL coach, uh, Bruce Cassidy, John Tortorella, Elaine Vigneault. Yeah, dude, this is, this is really weird. I don't know if you're, Bruce Cassidy is a great coach, and I love that Bruce Cassidy is the coach of the Bruins. Maybe he wins it because it's kind of a weird pull of coaches, but, like, his team's so good. Like, we have so much talent. Like, he, I expect him to do what he does. John Tortorella, we just talked about him. He's won the Jack Adams in the past. I mean, maybe this is his year to win another. I wouldn't hate that. We just kind of pumped his tires for, like, five minutes. But A.V. is kind of the weird one because the Flyers, like, I know they finally got Carter Hart, but for the most part, they've always had talent. Like, every preseason, people talk about how the Flyers could put it together. No coaches could ever have them put it together. I think this is the most dangerous the Flyers have been, like, since they got to the Cup back with Michael Layton way back in the day. Like, A.V. has, like, a plethora of unbelievable assistant coaches, and I think that's maybe takes away from him in this award, but it was smart that they gave him all those other guys on his bench and, like, you can't hate what he's done there. It might not be sustainable, but if he won the award, it would make sense to me. So I think AV is actually my favorite. I think you got to go AV. I remember when the Flyers hired him, I laughed and I was like, this is not going to work. They're the Flyers. They're supposed to punch you in the mouth. You know what I mean? And that's not AV style. AV has taken this team. And this is the one thing about AV compared to all the other coaches. He can coach a veteran team that has skill. Like you've seen it with the Canucks. You saw it a little bit with the Rangers until our guys ended up sucking. That's like his thing. That's his bread and butter. And you're right. This is the most dangerous the Flyers have been in a long time. I wouldn't want to play the Flyers in the playoffs this year. So I, uh, I'm i going to go A.V. there. I think everybody is rightfully 
like those should be the nominees. I'm happy with all three of those. Um, Bill Mastin Trophy. This is awarded to the player who exemplifies qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. Stephen Johns, Oscar Lindblom, and Bobby Ryan. Do you, do you see Lindblom's on the roster? Yeah. I mean, that's unbelievable. I don't know how to pick this one, though. It's like – That sucks. It's awesome that Lindblom came back from cancer, and, like, it's been such a crazy story to follow that. Um, and you you love to see it. Stephen Johns, like, he had years of concussions, no? And then he finally came back after some time off. That's unbelievable. And then Bobby – I mean, Bobby Ryan's uh, – game where he came back and he put up the hat trick like that's probably like that's such like a crazy that's like a movie moment you know what I mean like that's not a real life moment so you can't really go wrong with any of them yeah I I can't really pick all three of them are good um Lady Bing Memorial Trophy awarded to the player who exhibited outstanding sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability uh Nathan McKinnon uh Austin Matthews Ryan O'Reilly yeah, I don't know. I think – I'm going to go Nathan McKinnon. I'm going to say if Nathan McKinnon wins the Lady Bing and he wins, like, the uh, the MVP award, then I think it makes it a little bit cooler. I don't know if that makes sense to you, what I'm trying to say, but, like, the only guy that it would be, like, a positive to win it would be Nathan McKinnon because he was the best player in the league and they're saying, like, he plays a clean game. Like, I think that's fine. If you're Austin Matthews and, like, you're supposed to be a leader of the, the Leafs and you, like, stumble again possibly in the playoffs and you win that. It's kind of like, eh. And I'm just so sick of Ryan O'Reilly. Like, I you can call him a gentleman, but that Tim Hortons up in Ontario tends to disagree, so. I'm going Ryan O'Reilly uh, just because, again, this is for super soft people. Uh, the Tim Hortons, yes, he fell out of love with hockey. They should, they should stop calling this the Lady Bing Trophy and name it the Ryan O'Reilly Memorial Trophy. <laughs> um, Vesna. Hellebuck, Rask, Vasilevsky. Um, I'm going Hellebuck. I think I talked about this before. Just the the amount of defensemen that Winnipeg lost uh, in the last year, and you look at it when you're going from, like, Bufflin and and Truba to, like, Neil Pionk, like, that's a pretty big difference. He had unbelievable stats this year. Tuca and Vasilevsky both played unbelievably, um, but they have better teams in front of them. So I'm going Vasilevsky. Hellebuck. Hellebuck. Dude, that's huge for the United States, by the way. In the next yeah, that's what I'm saying. You seem, I mean, this is a couple years in a row where, like, you know what I mean? Like, His name has been there. Yeah, exactly. Like, sometimes you see guys that are, like, flashing the pan when they're young as a goalie, and then it doesn't pan out. But, like, put a couple good years together in a row. It seems like he is going to be the goalie when the Olympics come around. I love that. Um, yeah, I'd vote for him as well. The Selkie, uh, Patrice Bergeron, Sean Couturier, Ryan O'Reilly. What do you I got? don't know, man. I – uh, so my thought process on this, we already ruled out O'Reilly. I, we're not a Ryan O'Reilly podcast, despite what he did in my Bruins last year. And that's not the reason why it's his character. I mean, I would love for Bergeron to win another one. Like I would love for him to win like 10 more before he retired. That, that would be so cool to me. Um, uh, but I think he was injured a little bit. I think he played a little bit less games than Couturier and Couturier is one of those guys that's always there. And we just kind of talked about how it was kind of a weird flyers year and I wouldn't hate it if he won it, because he's always been one of those underdog kind of guys. So I'm cool with Couturier, uh, but I hope Bergeron. I uh, I want Couturier just because Bergeron's won so many, and I'm not saying this is going to be passing it to, like, the next generation of centers. I think Bergeron's going to end up winning more of these, but I think it'd be kind of nice to give Couturier just a little bit of fucking – a little bit of limelight. And, yeah, no on Ryan O'Reilly. 
the, the Norris Trophy, John Carlson, Victor Hedman, Roman Yossi. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is a tough one. This sucks, too, because I don't remember who I picked originally on this when we talked about it. I think I picked John Carlson, uh, another American, which is a positive. I think you can argue Roman, Roman Yossi just because – the Preds are kind of weird. Like, they're not as stacked as they used to be. Victor Hedman's always a stud. I This is just gut. I think John Carlson will win it. I think he had an unbelievable amount of points, and he proved he can be a number one defenseman on a Stanley Cup team two years ago. So you can't say he doesn't play defense. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm i going to go same. I, uh, incredible player, dude. Uh, the no look in the World Junior against Canada. I'll always remember that. John Carlson. Uh Come on down. Hart Trophy. Leon Dreisaitl, Nathan McKinnon, Artemi Panarin. I was going to say Nathan McKinnon again. I, I think I've already explained it a couple times. I think I think if you go Dreisaitl, that's okay. I still – I don't know. It's cool that Panarin's there, and no offense to you, I just don't – I don't see Panarin winning the award. Um, I, I understand the argument, and I, I think he, was, he wasn't on that great of a team. I think when we talked about this last time, I mentioned that Rangers fans act like Sabanajev's like – Super important. I know they don't play on the same line, but like, like Ked, what, Ked, do you think Panarin's like that much more important to the Rangers than Mika? You can say yes. Um, that's a hard question, man. You look at Panarin's stats, like the rain. The rain. The only reason the Rangers were in consideration for the playoff is was because of Panarin, though. When you look at his stats over the last, I forget how many games during the season, he was above a point per game, and he was just lighting it up. Um, Mika Zibanejad is also, if not more important than Panarin, just because, you know, he goes through the middle, he plays in all situations, all those sort of things. I don't know. Panarin's not going to win, but what pisses me off is Taylor Hall won, and that one year, and I, I just – is I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I guess, dude. So you're saying that this whole award just is no longer legitimate because Taylor Hall won it one year? Yeah, dude, because his team was dog shit. And the, and they said that he won MVP because without him, his team wouldn't have made the playoffs or whatever. It's kind of the same thing with Panarin. So who so who do you have, Dreisaitl or uh, McKinnon? Uh, fuck, man. I, really, I, I think this is a gear for Nathan McKinnon, honestly, man. He's unbelievable. But, like, Leon Dreisaitl is such, like, an, an elite and just, like, he had, like, 100 points in the short season, did he not? He He's just – the shit that that guy can do, and he can do it without McDavid. Like, he's done it a billion times without McDavid. Yeah. I don't know. I like McKinnon, though. I think McKinnon's super important. You put my brain in a pretzel because, like, if, if the Avs lost McKinnon – I think if the Avs lost McKinnon, it would mean more to the Avs than it would be if the Rangers lost Panarin. Yeah, and I, I think that you could say the same thing with the Oilers too. Cause I mean, the Oilers still have McDavid and, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins that can play center. Like they still have a great one too. Yeah. I, would agree. I think he's the most important player. All right. So that was the awards. They'll be announced. We'll talk about how we got them all wrong. Just that'll be good. Uh, ESHL. Did you write FIFA? Yeah, dude, I bought FIFA. I don't. Um, so there's a new FIFA coming out uh, in like a couple of weeks. So right now FIFA's 12 bucks in the PS4 store. Um, Ked, if you're interested, I just tried fucking around. I'm not good at it. I don't understand. I tried a franchise mode. This is why I wanted to bring it up. I, I don't understand soccer at all. I bought it. I did a franchise mode essentially. 
and like there's no trades and free agency really it's all like transfers and like the transfer pool soccer is a weird world to me I don't really understand it um but I just wanted to let you know I'm playing FIFA and you uh like creative players are like a road to the show yeah 100% you can have you done it no I haven't yet I'll let you know I bet that would be sick. I'm literally just going to buy that game just to do that. Yeah, I think I actually think out of all the sports games, too, I would say it has the best graphics, which is kind of weird to say, but um, I don't know. I like it. How long did it take to download? Uh, Dude, only like probably like three hours. Okay. Ah, I'll probably do that tonight. All right, cool. Ked's on FIFA, too. Love that. Uh, (laughs) Rangers is Ked nervous. Why ask me if I'm nervous? I don't know. I just feel like you've been really quiet. Like, I just wanted to remind you, like, you are playing – like, you have more on this series than anyone else that I know, um, including the players on the Rangers themselves. Like, still calm, cool, and collective? Or That that just shows how much, like, belief I have in them, I think. And how, and how much I don't respect Carolina. I mean, here's the question, though. If we go back to it, you picked Rangers in four. If you could, would you go Rangers in three? Do you think that was an oversight? or? No, you got to give them a game, dude. Shit happens. <laughs> All right. So, Ken's still cool. Um, Very cool. I feel like I'm intimidating you with how cool I'm being about this. I mean, it's a little intimidating. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Like, I just thought I just thought you'd be a little more fired up. Um, and I think you are fired up, but you're just not – you're not as, like, aggressive as I thought you would be. I'm also really just trying to, like, reel in the fact that this is all going to be going down during a bachelor party. And I'm, I'm intimidated about that more than anything. <laughs> That's fair enough. I will uh, – I'll switch it up, dude. I'll go, I'll go Bruins really quick. Guy who I still don't know how to say his name, Andre Casa. I think that's how you say it. I always just want to say case, but I'm pretty sure it's Casa. Uh, he's not traveling to – he's on the roster, but he's not traveling to Toronto yet. He was one of those unfit players to play. Pasternak was too, but he gets to travel. Um, the Bruin – so something's wrong with this guy compared to Pasternak, essentially, is what I've come to the conclusion of. Okay. I mean, he got traded to the Bruins at the deadline. He played a couple games. He got injured, and then COVID happened, and now he hasn't, like, practiced before the playoffs. That kind of sucks ass. Uh, <laughs> You're out on him, huh? No, I, I'm not out on him at all. Like, I think he can be a good player, and he's still young. He's 24 years old. Seems like he gets along with Pasternak. They're both from the Czech, and they're like a year apart. I think that's a plus. And I think the fact that the best player from his country uh, is on his team is like something that could really help him maybe become the best player he can be. So I'm right. kind of positive for that, but it just sucks right now. Um, so we'll see what happens. A lot of people yeah, are saying – You've got a lot of Czechs on your team. Isn't it crazy from Czech? Yeah, I think that's where it stops, though, because – Halak and Char are from Slovakia, and the rest are from Czech. Definitely more Czechs than you would think. Yeah, I feel like there's not that many Czech players in the league. Like, I think Filipinos from Czech. Other than that, I don't, I don't think anybody else in the Rangers is. Yeah, I would agree with That'd that. Be, I kind of after this podcast, I'm gonna look up and see how many Czech players in the NHL. Pro, I mean, it's probably more than you think, but it's a small country, right? So they're kind of sprinkled out there. Actually, uh, I Google it right now. Keep going though. No, that's pretty much all I have on that, dude. I, we'll see. I, I mentioned him last week. Jack Studnika or Anders Bjork might have to step into the second line. So, Or Carson Kuhlman. So, that'll be interesting to see who gets to start. Um, yeah, just kind of wish he was healthy. What's the answer? It's probably a bunch. Uh, 33 players. Yeah, so that's like a player, a team. That makes player sense. Team. Player team. Essentially, I mean, Forchek, Krejci, Froelich, Poshnak, 
Palat, Hurdle, Sabatka, Polak, uh, Marana, Foxa, Gudis, Zaka, Case, or Tasa, whatever, Simone, Kempney, Ronick, Hedl, Nocek, Kobalik, oh, God, Zadina. So, yeah, Libor Hayek. Oh, wow, the Rangers. I'm an idiot. Hayek's from Czech. Dominic, uh, fuck, Dominic Simone. I always thought he was like a French player from the queue on the Penguins, but he's from the Czech. Isn't that kind yeah, of like – It's you. Yeah, I always thought he was just like from the queue or some shit like that. But interesting, he's Czech. Uh, I don't know. What's next, Ked? What do we got? Uh – Pretty much what we have. Uh, beer league before, ground up, dude. Yeah, I have this is all you. I got a beer league ground up really quick. I'm just nervous. I haven't heard anything yet. I haven't gotten an email yet. But last week we got to the rink. I got into the locker room and I was like sweating profusely. Um, I think this is something all beer league players have probably heard at some point. Uh, a pipe in the rink burst. Oh, it was hot in there. The ice was watered down. Um, there was one one corner of the rink that was like down to nothing basically. Kind of concerning. There's no other rinks open. Like, if they didn't figure it out this week, there's no place to, like, move the league. So, um, thoughts and prayers to the rink. So, did you guys play? Yeah, dude, we played We played through it, and, like, we got out onto the ice, and it was one of those situations where my first thought was, like, holy shit, this, like, Zamboni driver's a moron. He flooded the ice. And then the ref came out. He's like, no, like, you don't understand, like, a pipe burst. Like, he's like, if you think this is going to get better throughout the game, it won't. It's going to be a puddle the whole game. So, like, we put, you played – basically, I was just, like, quick touch pass, like, not stick handling because you lost the puck. It sucked. Did you win? No, nah, three games three games slide, dude. You you were really hot about your team earlier this year. Was it 3-0 and and now 0-3? Are we 3-3? and Yeah, so, I mean, if you look at the patterns, we're about to win three straight, hopefully, but I, I don't – I don't think that's going to be the case, dude. I don't think I was really high. I think my whole statement was basically – yeah, really good. <laughs> yeah, dude. An event that can only carry you for so long. It kind of – the feel I'm getting, because I think there's five teams in our league, and we just started playing all the teams for the second time. It kind of seems like they all kind of remembered how to start playing hockey again. So, like, they're scoring more. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens, dude. We'll see what happens. You can only ice the puck so many times in a beer league game. I'm just jealous that you're still playing, dude. And is this still considered winter hockey? No, that no, it's not. Different. It was a fresh start. You're playing summer hockey. Correct. You're not normally a summer hockey guy, are you? No, no, I'm not. But this past year was my first year of winter, and and I just got lucky that uh that my winter team is also a summer team. Cool. That's dope. All right, that was beer league roundup. Uh, I don't really have anything for beer league roundup at all, so. We are just going to move on. Uh, we'll do Patty B. Hotline. Take it away, Pat. Hey, this is the Patty B. Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. Thanks, Pat. Here we go. Hey, boys. Patty B. here. All right. Um, here's a question for you. What do you think is worst of a hockey sequel? Are you talking C2 and C3 or Lap Shot 2? All right, so what's worse, Mighty Ducks D2, D3, or Slapshot 2? I have a very weird thing I'm going to say. I don't want to, don't know if you'd agree with it. I think D2 and D3 are better than D1. Yeah, uh, I think you can make that argument. I actually love D1. D2 is – to me, D2 is far and away the best. The GOAT, dude. The, world, the Goodwill Games, dude. Yeah, it's D2. Yeah. 
that's a hundred percent the best. Like I kind of had, I just never could follow D three because they went from Team USA to like JV prep school, and that never. I love that. That never registered with me. Um, so I, I can kind of see that argument. I know you're not a Slapshot fan. You have beef with the Hanson brothers. It's personal, um, which is fine, dude. I can respect that. If you want to hold grudges, I'm all about it. Um, I thought Slapshot 2 wasn't that bad. I never – like, to me, there's only one Slapshot, and it's, it's the first one. I don't know why. That's just always been my opinion. I don't think I've ever made it through all the other Slapshots. So the second one is like there's a uh, it's pretty much a Harlem go- like Globetrotters but for hockey, and they and they're the team that gets beat up on, and they just like fuck with the with the Harlem Globetrotters of hockey the whole time. You you never seen that one? No. Oh, it's it, I think it's pretty funny. If you get a chance, check it out. So I, but I still think like I think D two and D three. How do I fucking say this? D two and D three were like almost just as good if not better than the first and i just don't think slapshot one and slapshot two are like two completely different completely different dude like the first one was like serious hockey and the second one was made to be like a comedy right so so that's a little bit different here's one major league one two or back to the minors uh you're probably gonna hate this take too but Dude, I'm not a huge sequel guy, so I have to go Major League One because I never, I never watched the other. Major League One's unreal. If you ever get a chance, though, any of our listeners, watch Major League Back to the Minors and let me know what you think. Hell, have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. I just said I haven't watched either of them. I'll watch it, dude. <laughs> is it funny? It is unbelievable. Like I think you would really, really uh, Serrano still on the team. The catcher that can't throw the ball back to the pitcher still on the team. They have this guy called Downtown who hits bombs, and the, and they're like affiliated with the Minnesota Twins. It's just an, it's insane. All right, I'll watch. Yeah. I'll get back to you. Must watch their third baseman's a ballerina. There's just there's a whole lot that goes into that movie. Um, here we go. All right, thanks, Pat. If you guys have a voicemail, leave one five one eight three zero nine two five nine five. You guys can get your voicemails played on. Oh. The any sort of questions let me know why do we get a woe so back back to the minors caught me think uh do you want to announce to the podcast that you're you're a baseball free agent oh wow yeah yeah guys i uh, i went i went an inning in a third before a rain delay uh game got pushed back and uh yeah i um i've been released well, no, I, I, I terminated my contract. To be honest with you, dude, I just didn't want to sit on the bench for fucking four innings and watch 30-year-old men play baseball. That, that wasn't something that I really wanted to do. So, um, free agent, any, anybody looking for a pitcher that can throw 68 on the black, let me know, and, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. All right, thanks, Mr. Chaika, for that. Oh, Keds, 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 uh, my softball team got our first, first win of the year this week also. Shout out to them. Oh, um, boy. Dominic Moros, Heroes and Zeros. Here we go. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. Thanks, Dom. Heroes and Zeros time. I don't know if you ended up getting hero. It doesn't look like you did. I'll get something. Let's, let's start with your hero of the week, dude, because my zero of the week's a counter. Um, just time, I'm just trying to uh, protagonize Ken, so go ahead. So when I was a kid, I used to actually watch a ton of Yankee games, like all the time, start to finish. As I got older, I just thought it was really, really boring. So then I kind of switched to just watching playoff baseball. And I don't know if it's just because there's no sports on right now, but I've watched, I would say, 85% of all the Yankee games so far this year. And I am in on Major League Baseball. I'm pumped that we have that back. The Yankees took two or three from the defending world champions. 
Uh, Glaber Torres had a bomb today. They had a nice little comeback win that was huge. Luke Voigt, dude. I know this is a hockey podcast, but have you seen Luke Voigt? No, you know, he's like kind of a bigger dude. He dropped. He must have dropped like 50 pounds. Like he's like a rail now. Um, but yeah, Major League Baseball is probably my hero, just because it's nice to be watching sports again. Yeah. So I'm. I agree with that, dude. My zero. I was just gonna toss it out there. I just every. Usually it's every spring. I remember that like the Yankee fans are like my least favorite fans. It's just something about like Yankees Twitter, like Yankees social media. There's just such an arrogance to it, and it's always – it's just, like, world, 23 rings, pinstripes. Way more, that, Way more than that. Earn your pinstripes. Keep going, though. Who's your new pitcher? Garrett Cole. Did Garrett Cole earn his pinstripes already, bro? Uh, he had a one start. That was the game that got canceled. I think he went five and a third. He, ended, he threw 75 pitches, struck out five, only gave up one hit. It was a home run. I watched the game. He didn't look dominant, but, like, you can't really ask any more out of a starting pitcher than that line, right? Like, 75 pitches through five, one hit, it was a home run, and he had five – he had a strikeout an inning. Yeah. I, I think I had to dial back my expectations a little bit because I thought he was going to strike out, like, 20 people. Um, and, again, I know this is a hockey podcast, but Max uh, Scherzer on the Nationals is probably my favorite baseball player. I think that guy's a nail gun. It's all in the eyes, dude. Uh, yeah, dude, that's it. I just wanted to say I don't like Yankee fans. What do you have uh, for zero of the week? My zero of the week goes to Minnesota Wild. Austin Matthews and all these people are, like, super pumped that they're going to be able to, like, show off their fashion for these games so they don't have to wear a suit. Not the Minnesota Wild. They come up with a team dress code for games since teams don't have to wear suits. Three different team-issued wild logo collared shirts that are white, gray, green, and black with pants, Breezy says. They, this way they look presentable and like a uh, team on the way to games. This is the most Minnesota wild thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, have a little bit of fun, boys. So that, that's my zero of the week. You're just not feeling it in general, like, like let them so, just let them wear whatever the fuck they want to wear. So what would you wear, dude, if you were in the hub? Sweatpants. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, if this was me, like it would be my opportunity to just like dress like, comfortably. Yeah, exactly. I'm either wearing like athletic shorts, sweatpants, or just like Carhartt. Dude, whenever, like, we, you play beer league and a guy comes to the rink and he has his, like, tie on from work, it's just always, like, fuck. Like, I would, like, first thing I do is change. Like, if I'm going to, like, hockey or something, I'm not wearing what I wore. Like Every time off. somebody comes to the hockey rink with a shirt and tie on, I automatically think that their life sucks and they hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. There was that one guy you played beer league with who always used to show up in scrubs. I always thought that was a nails move. Yeah, you're coming right from the ER, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's a power move. I don't fuck. I don't know if I have a hero of the week. I mean, I'll my hero of the week is just hockey's hockey's back. Like, you know, preseason games next week. I'm grateful. That's all I got. I fucking love I love that for you, man. And last segment, I'm actually gonna take it off because I know you're not a huge three star guy, but I just kinda wanted to give you a little background of what I'm expecting with this bachelor party this coming weekend. All the boys are going to be in Martha's Vineyard. We will be watching a ton of hockey. We'll be on social media. It'll be sick. I can't wait. It'll be nice to have all the boys in one place. It's been a while since we've all been able to actually get together and watch a hockey game. I think the last time that happened, fever boy Rex ended up uh, breaking a bar stool. It was uh, the Olympics. So it'll be interesting to see what type of display he puts on. Um, the second thing I wanted to let you know is I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to conquer my fear of the ocean. I'm going to try to go a little bit deeper. Uh, 
I like sharks. I just don't think sharks like me. So I don't really like hopping in the ocean all the time, but I, I might end up going in a little bit. Whereas you go like three football fields into the ocean and feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean, like you can do it dude. The only thing I would say, like where I, I swim, it's cold, the ocean, like, what are your thoughts on sharks? Like Martha's Vineyard, like there are, there are sharks. Is that in your I'm telling you, dude. Like and we're in great white territory, especially during the first week of August. I already looked it up. So, uh, but, I, good. but I'm going to try to go out there, man. If I get eaten by a shark, get eaten by a shark, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Can you imagine if Ken steps in the ocean, like for the second time ever, and then he just gets taken out by a great white. Fondled by a great white. It could happen. Um, and then the last thing. Are we, are we shaving your head? I don't know, dude. I mean, it's obviously a tradition that my head gets shaved whenever people are together. I feel like it's been quite a while. My only concern is just the look. Like, it's not a good look because it's the middle of summer. Like, I've got a pretty good tan right now. When you shave the head, the top of it is bald. So you're, like, burnt on your face, and then your head is bald. And then the last time it happened, I didn't even think about, like – sun protection like sunscreen i burned the top of my head uh and it killed and i had to wear a hat all summer that was a negative dude so so i mean we'll keep it we'll keep it on the table but i just there's a lot there's a lot of negatives to it and i just look terrible your fiance has been texting me making sure that your head doesn't get shaved and i still haven't given her a definitive answer of what way i don't understand what that isn't isn't that essentially just like poking the bear like i feel like if like that wasn't said like maybe it would have been forgotten like someone would have forgotten buzzers but now at this point it seems like she's almost like sending you a friendly reminder so like hey don't shave his head (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck my only concern about shaving your head weddings in january that's plenty of time, dude. I, I've learned that my, my head grows back, my hair grows back to a normal length uh, that I can, like, style, like, probably, like, six weeks. Really? Yeah, my, I usually cut my hair pretty short, and then it grows, so it's, like, six, maybe it's more like two months. I might be downplaying it a little bit. I just don't want you to be walking down the aisle, like, not presentable in the way that she wants you to be because then that'd be a big problem for me because you know what would happen nobody else would get blamed for this it's all your fault bro Ted, it's always Ken's fault <laughs> i don't know that was this week's podcast do you have anything else Al? no that's it i don't there's still the possibility that maybe we will do like a playoff predictor podcast with some of the bloggers i think i forgot about it that we were gonna maybe do that maybe we can before thursday um Maybe BizDevDale will be back soon. And what do you think, Ed? So playoffs start next week. Are we gonna are we gonna be podcasting together next week live? Like I don't hate it. I was thinking about that too. That's something we can talk about offline, but if, if we should bring a computer, like I don't think it's a bad idea. Because yeah, the scenario that I'm scared of right now for the fans is that after a, a week of hanging out with you than the boys that following Sunday is going to be a tough podcast. So we're going to have to become, we're going to have to come creative with with what we do, but we should have to get something done. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And if we do a podcast there, I'm also a little worried about everybody being around us while we do it. True. We might have to like go to like the library. Yeah. Oh, maybe we can just go, we'll have an executive day, dude. (laughs) Yeah. 
executive day business meeting, maybe rope it off, dude. Do a quick, quick pod update the people. Who knows? Fair enough. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, check out Pavel Barber on Wednesday. That's going to be really, really cool. Um, I think biz Dev's cutting all that shit up for us right now. So, um, yeah, we will talk to you guys next week. Again, as a southern wind sings again, another lullaby.